If you're a business owner in central Indiana that wants your own podcast, Absorb can help. We tackle every aspect of your podcast from management, production, audio engineering, and visuals, and you can have guests call in remotely no matter where they are. Reach out to us at AbsorbProductions.com to learn more about our podcast production services for you. Hey guys, you're listening to the Absorbcast, and in this episode, we talk about, as a creative agency, our pros and cons, what do we call them pros and cons, of working with a large business versus working with small businesses. And we also talk a little bit about some of uh, good and bad experiences with both. All right. So with Absorb, I feel like we kind of started backwards from what Mm -hmm. most agencies do where we actually started working with really big corporations, um, both net, like nationwide and uh, international corporations. And then the next year we moved into small businesses to kind of build out our portfolio a little bit more. So yeah. um, I want to talk about small businesses versus big businesses and what it's like to work with them as an agency. Yeah. Which do you prefer to work with? Big businesses. Me too. Definitely. Is it because of the money? No. Yeah, it's, it's not. not no, nope, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not because the money is usually typically better. Usually. Usually, but yeah. it's not. I mean, it's, it's. I guess we shouldn't say the money. It's the jobs and the workload. Yeah. Um, workload but, is always better, and it's. It feels more appreciated most of the time for bigger companies. Yeah, which surprisingly, is, yeah, that it feels very backwards to say that because you know. Small businesses, like, they are generally appreciative of our services, but um, it just feels like big businesses, there's more of a strategy involved in pretty much everything Mm -hmm. that we can do for them, and they respect that a lot more. I think that could come from small businesses. They're stressed, and they're usually, like, either just keeping their head above the water, or they're just starting out, and they're, like, spinning so many plates at once, and, like, uh, they they just have to think this real quick and move on to their next problem. Yeah. And uh, not all the time, but no. that's just, that's been a trend that we've seen. Yeah. No, it's not like, well, I don't want to say we haven't had bad experiences, but any, we haven't had a horrible experience. Have no, we? no, no, not like that I can ground breaking. No, horrible. but most of any, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, troublesome times and, Projects cannot get my words together for this. I've come from the smaller businesses, I think. Yeah, very much so. And I think some of that has to do with, I don't really want to say credibility. I I feel like that could kind of play into it. But small businesses are oftentimes, they, they want to get a lot of bang for their buck, which is understandable. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we've been there too. Um, I completely understand that. But because of that, if there's ever a point where, like, the the project needs something that's slightly out of scope from what we're doing for them. It's like it, everything's collapsing around. Yeah. Them. And they feel like, I, I feel like they always think that we're upselling them. Yeah. So, it's just um, the nature of yeah, the industry. And, and one example of this is we get, we work with a lot of small businesses to launch websites, which is fine. But that is a um a really big project that could have a lot of upsell type features and it's not necessarily upselling but that's the way that small businesses look at it so 
like a just prime example of this is um, a, a website that was launched for a very small like independent contractor. Um, their website wasn't getting a whole lot of traffic, and you know we had populated keywords mm-hmm. and things for them, but they did not understand SEO whatsoever at yeah. all. And so, you know, we did after we launched their website and everything, we did a, a free consultation. We gave them like an, an SEO guidebook and a workbook and everything to kind of help them walk through it because you know we knew that they didn't have the budget to actually hire us to work on SEO, but they were really mad about that, mm-hmm. and they they thought that we were like cheaping them out of the project. Yeah. And I mean, in comparison, the the website that we actually launched for them was worth a lot more than what we had actually charged them for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I don't mean that in like a, a cocky sort of way, but that's that's the way it was. Like if we were working with, you know, a big business or something, like we would have charged a lot more for that project mm-hmm. and it, it would have gone a lot differently. Um, and you know, just because their, their website wasn't appearing on search engines as well as they expected it to, they, yeah. they thought that we didn't do a job well and we had kind of cheap. We them. didn't build the website properly. Is yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what his, his or her yeah. <laughs> thought was on the, the way you build the website is how he thinks SEO or they were, they, <laughs> I'm not dropping names, but the way they thought it would work is like. It, I, do you think that it was the way you built the website? I, I think so. That's that's what it seemed like. And so this particular person, we had we had tried to schedule consultations mm-hmm. with them. We we actually did discovery calls and we had helped walk them through mm-hmm. SEO. We gave them like a 20-page workbook with ideas on how and to- And you put that all together just for him. Specifically yeah. for them, yeah. And didn't charge mm-hmm. nothing for it. No, no. Like that was, we just did that complimentary. And, mm-hmm. and I'll say too, like these are- they were best practices that we'd use for other companies too. Yeah. So it wasn't completely from scratch, but we did tailor it for what we knew they were capable of themselves. Cause we knew, you know, they don't, they don't have a whole team or anything. This is one person that was launching a, a consulting company for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that, it just, it really felt like they, they thought that we were like lying to them or yeah. they, they were like very accusational through the entire experience. And, you know, if we if we were working with a bigger company or something that it would have been way different. Way <laughs> like, different. They they would have seen it as like we we knew what their project needed. If we were working for a big company and we had suggested that they need, you know, SEO work, whether we were working on it or not, if that is something that we had suggested to them, they would have respected that and considered mm-hmm. it, you know. And uh I think well with that case too. But I think one of the largest differences between small businesses and large businesses working with them is with small businesses, you're working with their money and large businesses, you're working with a marketing budget. And it's the person you're talking to directly usually or the the team of people you're talking to. It's not money out of their pockets typically. Exactly. And I think they're more confident with that money. And because they're more confident, they usually can spend it more effectively. Yeah. And And, I mean, big businesses too, we generally work with a marketing team inside mm. of a big business um with small businesses we are the marketing team yeah which is fine you know we, we can operate that way but when we are working in a big business that has their own marketing team that we are partnering with it's a lot easier to you know scope out what type of traffic they're going to generate or they're able to give us like specific number on sales and revenue that was generated from the work that we produced for them, mm-hmm. which is more valuable to us. Yeah. 
Yeah. And small businesses, I think they're just, I don't know. I don't want to describe how I think they probably look at it is, is it's like, um, I don't know. I can't think of a good example. Like they're hiring someone to paint their building. And it's like not a whatever. Just, <laughs> I, I think they, they don't really see what all goes into everything usually. Yeah, clear. they they don't understand it. Which yeah. again, you know, that's that's on us to educate and to kind of walk them yeah. through and, you know, let them understand. But oftentimes with small businesses, it they don't understand it to the point of they get overwhelmed and, yeah. and they don't they don't want to try to yeah. understand. And then what we, it end is up, we're doing. we end up in this position where we're walking this line of trying to educate them without talking down or being demeaning. And, yeah. and, and that can be difficult depending on people's personalities because certain people will just, if they're not, well, I think in that case it was a no at all, you know? Yeah. You give- so in that case, this person actually consulted with a friend of theirs that supposedly built websites for, 30 years or something like that, which may have been the case, but there's, there's a lot of other things that (laughs) that we could say. I don't know why they didn't go to them then. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. So, but but, you know, in in this case it did, it felt like they wanted to be a know-it-all and and they didn't, they didn't appreciate us as experts in our field. In that case, let's, let's describe it better since we're talking about it so much. We had built them a website. Yeah. And, and the content. So, and the content so the with this, we charged them only for building the website. Mm-hmm. And we charged them for a single page website. So the way it worked is they had a single page website and the navigation at the top were actually jump links that took them to lower in the page. That's a way for them to basically get a higher quality website at a lower cost. And we did not charge them for information architecture or copywriting or content or design elements anything outside of that we used like free stock images on their site and it was like a very basic jumping off point to start yes that's exactly what it was and we were very thorough and like Mm -hmm. we had several meetings with them and you know it felt like everything was good to go at the beginning they were really happy with everything that we had we had produced for them um but then it was i don't know probably two or three weeks later and they said that they weren't getting traffic and they they claimed that no one could find them um anywhere and we had no problem in our testing. Yeah. And um, what it was was they were trying to compare themselves to bigger consulting companies that did similar things. Who were taking SEO seriously. Exactly. And so for this person, you know, their company had just started within the last month or so at that point. And so naturally, the way SEO works, like a website that was just created is not going to compare to websites that have been around with more domain authority, which you point. think would be just common sense? No, I I wouldn't call it that. You know, because there's there's an educational factor. Easy to with understand that. quickly on your own. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to host your own talk show. Podcasting is easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed on all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording. Follow the link in the show notes and let Buzzsprout know we sent you to get $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan and help support this show. I I wouldn't even (laughs) say that, you know, for someone who has no experience in yeah. this industry, it is, it's, it's mind-blowing, you yeah. know? It's very difficult to understand, you know? 
Um, and so, you know, and, and with this too, whenever we delivered the website, like we trained them on how to update the content for themselves and mm-hmm. what to look at, how to view the analytics. And so when they told us that they weren't getting any traffic, what they actually meant was they were getting a decent amount of traffic for a, the type of business that they were. They were getting mm-hmm. 40 to 50 people a day, which is quite a lot <laughs> for, for this type of business. And honestly. the website was what, two weeks old at the yeah, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that that's a lot at that yeah. point to get 40 or 50 people a day for a business that just started a week or two before. And this is a very niche company, you know, um, that's, that is a lot of business, but what they weren't getting those, that traffic was not converting. So they weren't getting sales out of it. They weren't getting people that were booking consultations with them. Mm-hmm. And so we tried to explain that like, well, okay, well that could come down to the content. It could come down to what you're called to action or how you're advertising yourself or the information. That's, that's... where things get tricky. Exactly. It's easy to get traffic, but to convert that, to yeah. convert that is. Yeah. And so we, we had a meeting with them and explained like, okay, so here's the issue that you're seeing. You actually are getting traffic. We can see that. We showed them the analytics. They he didn't. Would, they didn't believe it. No, he kept calling. He was talking about conversions the whole yes. time, but he kept calling it traffic. He's yeah, like, no, you are getting traffic. Yeah, and they swore. They absolutely swore. They said that they they told all their friends to look them up, and then none mm-hmm. of them could find them, and none of them were able to I view. Don't know what it was about, but I yeah, I don't know. It was it was odd. So then, about two weeks after this, didn't hear anything from them for a while, and we thought, okay, <laughs> all right, uh, they must have figured it out. Well, then about two weeks later, we got an email pretty nasty email from a friend of this person um and they who's like, not associated with the business no not at all they were not involved in this project nothing nope at all and they reached out and they were basically threatening us and telling us that they were going to sue us because we did not do our job <laughs> and it was it was a very he also went on on how he knew how to do our job and do it better yep yeah and he told us all the things that we did wrong and this person who was not involved in anything at all within this. which i would think if he knew how to help out why wasn't he helping at all within this time span at all exactly. with anything yeah and so that's that's just <clears throat> one example it is one example <laughs> we're talking too much i think about one example here, yes but, uh, yeah so that's that's one example of you know small businesses and uh, i'll say too that's probably the most extreme example of yeah, working well, with small so businesses probably you know? the, yeah the most complicated thing we went into but yeah bigger businesses they're easy to work with because it it, it feels like a more team effort mm-hmm. it feels like with small businesses it it still feels like it's, it varies it could feel like a partnership or you're just hired to do a job like just a typical contractor. Well, that's kind of what I meant by like hiring someone to paint or like a plumber like okay, people kind of yeah. look at you like a contractor come and do your thing and leave yeah where in a bigger business where i feel like we're looked at more um as a partner as a partner and treated that way and like we problem solve together and they know no one's trying to take advantage of somebody where small businesses people are they probably have been screwed over by it well you say the automotive industry mm-hmm. i mean people get screwed over every day in this automotive industry and and not saying people do it intentionally it's just kind of what people are used to when you're calling around trying to pit, you know yeah. contracting people for a job try to get the best deal and you're always worried about someone trying to pull one over on you. But sometimes you can be too too skeptical about that for too long and it can be detrimental to the relationship if you don't trust who you're hiring. But the bigger businesses, I feel like they they do their research, they know who they're hiring. And when yep. they when we work with them, it feels very trustworthy and it just it goes a lot smoother when there's that yeah. trust. 
And most of the time, big businesses have worked with other agencies. Yeah. And so they, they know the process. They know mm-hmm. how it goes, you know, and they, they know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And so generally there is, there's just a better, well, I mean, if you want to put it as a transaction, there's a better return on investment for us. You know, it, it's less stressful to work with big businesses. It is. And usually those are long lasting relationships. Yeah. Small businesses, well, we never know if they're going to last. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, to put it frankly, yeah, you, you really don't. And, you mm-hmm. know, there have been a few small businesses that we've worked with that they ended up shutting down within two or three years after we worked with them. And, you know, that's it's always awful to see. But it, again, it's that return on investment. Yeah. You know, if just if we're going to be selfish about it, it's, you know, which I, I think whenever it comes to our business, we kind of have well, to You look at things that way. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, any business has to be selfish to some extent to make sure that you are, you know, growing and that you're successful in yourself. And so for us, it just, it makes more sense to work with big businesses. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's, it's safer, which yes. you think you would feel like that too. You'd feel like there's probably more, you know, caution tape and more legal stuff going on and all that. And, there is to an extent, but usually it's templated though. You yeah, know, like it's we not... it's a lot of NDAs, like non you know, non disclosure agreements, mm-hmm. things like that that it's, it's not nothing a thing really to worry about. Um, yeah. And I yeah, I so much rather prefer working with uh bigger businesses than smaller businesses, regardless of what the project's paying in any way, just because there's Yeah, I just I think it's really it is it comes down to the the understanding of what you're needing yeah is huge um but the other thing too with big businesses where it can get muddy is if you are working with multiple people within one business yeah so that's something you know we've had to kind of learn is that we need a point of contact someone to <laughs> hold only us accountable yeah. for yeah cuz what we're producing it can get really complicated when you got two parties working on one project but we have a team to talk to and they have a team to talk to. We don't need both teams just having each other's contact and everyone's talking to each other at once. And it's yeah. just, yeah. So um, just kind of quick story time on this as well. So there is a really big international corporation that we've worked with and we do a lot of editing work for them. You know, we've, we've done some design and voiceovers and some other things for them too, but mostly it's, it's video editing. Mm-hmm. And it started as one person that is a manager that oversaw a team of other people um, and they needed some video work done. Well, they had like a lot of projects that they needed really quickly. And so, you know, we charged rush fees and all of this and they were fine, fine with all of that. Um, but then it very quickly turned into, oh, well, you know, this person is helping you. Well, let's have this other team jump in too. And soon enough, we were working with eight <laughs> different teams within this corporation, yeah. you know. Um, and, it and just those teams weren't communicating with each other either. So they, they didn't know the workload we had. <laughs> Before the other team came to us, and it's like, well, hold yeah. up, we're kind of maxed out for the next couple yeah. of days. And then there is one point where we were working with what, like, eight different teams in two locations, like one in Indiana and one in Florida. Florida, yeah. At that point, and so we had people like calling us around the clock because this is also very tight timeline work. Like, oh, they the quick turnarounds, very, very much. Like within one or two days, it would like, be rush times. like fifteen videos. 15 four to eight minute videos that need to be done by the end of the week kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And they would have changes. So so oh, yeah. things would be timed out. They had to be like very well, specific. Not timing. only did they have to have changes and have to have, you know, they were very precise on what needed to be at what time. 
I also had to send them off to a translator to translate because yep. it was international. And so I had to put had, in the subtitles yeah. into the videos too on top of that. That had to be cued at specific times yeah. so to match I, with the voiceovers that we were also oh yeah. recording. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is difficult when you don't speak the language you're translating in. But Very So it, the video had to get approved and then sent off for translation and they sent back to me and I'd get the script and have to put all that back in and. Yeah. And it, like you said, it was very, very quick, very quick turnaround. But our, uh, For our visual uh, <laughs> audience, our cat has joined, yeah, joined she's the, the talk. As long as she stays quiet, she's so, fine. Yeah. No, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. So for that company, and there was even a time too that we were... We went to their office to edit live with them because they mm-hmm. were they were handing us flash oh, drives and hard drives and all kinds of stuff. The 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 uh, compounding time of upload and download was it was too much start to add up, and they needed they needed us on site to edit. And, yeah, which and hand- you know was fine. It was okay. <laughs> that was a but, weird experience of just handing cards back and forth. Yeah, in this office but that- I think that that was the point that they realized how chaotic their own workflow was yeah. for us. Because then at one point. I'll never forget. It was it was you and me in an office, and you know they had there was like another person that was editing with us too that actually worked there mm-hmm. from the company in this one office, and there were like nine people that were queued up like in line <laughs> waiting to hand yeah. things off to us, and then you know I, it was basically got to where I was taking notes on what you were working on, so I was consulting with the people as they were walking up, and I was telling them like, okay, this is where this project is at, and this is what we're doing here, and you know all of this um and then it got to the point where they realized that like there was double work or we realized that there was double work that that was happening and they didn't know that and then there were some things that like they were missing content so they were like going out onto the shop floor and like filming things and coming back and <laughs> handing it off to us and yeah so i i think at that point when oh, they yeah. visually saw like okay this is a problem <laughs> like, yeah the workflow started to change and there's people that. in and out that door in their office that oh, our constantly. temporary office they put us in yeah which was fun <laughs> it was a fun experience but um they were always awesome to work with too yeah um, it's always yeah very good relationship mm-hmm. with them but uh so well yeah. that's that's a that's about as bad as the big business experience. You want to call that bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It's just whatever. Yeah. But, um, well, uh, so one other thing to consider with big, big businesses too is generally speaking, they have a, well, a, a lot of times accounting departments will have their own pay schedules. So mm-hmm. even if you say, like, okay, our invoices are due on this date, yeah. or if you have a phased approach, It'll usually take sixty or ninety days for their accounting departments to process. That, that. was something I wasn't. I had no idea about, and realized how common that is. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be like, well, sometimes ninety days for some, uh, sixty days, which if that was ever forgot, it, it would suck if they. I think it only happened once to us with a client where they forgot to process it. Yeah. And then we were out like it was after sixty days, and we had to wait another sixty days. So that was a one hundred twenty days before we seen our yeah. payment. But uh, yeah, that's typical. Uh, how they. Yeah. Pay that way, but, but that's probably the only downside to it. Yeah, but then with small businesses, you run the risk of are they able to pay? Yeah, <laughs> we we've ran into that a couple of times mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, and it's harder to screen small businesses. It is it's like um, yeah, whether it's safe for our business to invest and get wrapped up in. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times too, we we will be more flexible with small businesses. Mm-hmm. Like we'll allow them to make payments or or things because you know. We know the quality that we're able to bring to them, but we also understand their budgets. You know, we we've been there as our own business. You know, we know how much these things cost and and how scary that can be whenever you have other yeah. business expenses. So, 
you know, we we definitely try to work based off of the clients that, that we're working with. Mm-hmm. But and that's that they can bring us to a, an episode we have planned. We're going to talk about um, why we moved away from hourly. Yeah. Um, we do project and value based um, pricing mm-hmm. um, for that reason, because we work with a variety of scales and uh, our. Yeah. I don't want to get into it just now, but there, there's a reason why we moved away from hourly. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a, a whole other industry wrapped into this too, even outside of small and big businesses as nonprofits. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, nonprofits, usually we just partner with them and like donate our services. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can get tax write-off for that, depending on what exactly it is that you're donating as a service. That's a, I'm going to go ahead and throw a tip out there for anybody in the creative industry that may be new is find a nonprofit to partner with because mm-hmm. you get, to, it's fun. You get to be more creative. It's less, usually less pressure and uh, usually great people you work with in any nonprofit. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, sometimes there's even grants that they can apply for mm-hmm. to fund you specifically, which yeah. has been, you know, a, a good tip for us. Yeah. So. I, be, I think it'd be the best way in any creative industry to build a portfolio or experience. Find a nonprofit. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if that'd be better than going to school. That's an episode we we're going to do is talk about are degrees necessary in the creative industry? Yeah. Are they? I don't know. One of us has. You have to watch the episode. What? One of us has a degree and one does not. One tried. Did (laughs) did did either of us regret that decision? Tune in to find out. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Well, is that all we want to say about big businesses versus small businesses? I I think so. I think that sums it up pretty well. Yep. Well, that's all we have for this one. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, we will talk to you guys. I must say, talk to you. I know I talked about that last time. We're talking to you or not? We're talking to you. You're here. You're listening. We will talk to you in the next one. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast, whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to host your own talk show? Podcasting is easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed on all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording. Follow the link in the show notes and let Buzzsprout know we sent you to get $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan and help support this show.